Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio. Good morning. You know, good morning, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night, depending on what country you're listening to, right, (laughs) Tina? Absolutely. Somewhere it's 3 o'clock in the morning. But I want to say this. I want to just thank everyone because we've had to run some rerun shows over the past few weeks because it's our very, very peak season in our in our day-to-day business. Yes. Um, and we've been trying to get back to this, mic because there's so much happening in the news. But first <sighs> off, Tina, how are you? How you doing? Well, I will say I just returned from Las Vegas, the scene of the crime where I... Last time I was there a few months ago, I went into cardiac arrest severely. And um, I will tell you that I was there to produce 11 programs. And I did it like a champ, um, flying colors. My client's happy and um, my body is just fine. Doesn't that that feel good? It's just, I just am so grateful, you know. All the prayers that are still coming in, but, you know, whatever God intends is, is fine with me, whatever that is. And he just keeps me going like a little Energizer Bunny. And it's it's baffling to me, but I'm grateful. And um, I, you know, we we rocked and I'm just back and I'm like, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> that, was, what, that was a Black Enterprise event. You did another one of those. Um, um, this was for the National Association of Black Accountants celebrating their 50th anniversary. Wow. Shout out to them. Congratulations. Something. It was quite something. Nine black men founded the organization in 1969, and they're all still alive. And uh, half of them were able to join us. So that was alone just to and, see. And- and just to, to let the listening, gentlemen there was amazing. To let the listening audience know, because I really want people that listen, um, when they listen from around the world, to learn this real American experience. The reason why we have things like Black Accountant Organization, or historically, or Black Universities, is because not so far ago, even when I was a little girl in America, um, African Americans were not allowed to join white organizations, and um, therefore. Um, um, uh, uh, organizations, different industries created their own organizations, or if they weren't not, not allowed to uh, to participate in an organization, um, they found out that there was a gap between the needs that service all Americans, and so these specialized organizations were created, and and you can pretty much find. Um, a diverse organization for every industry because we still have a lot of work to do in this country, whether it's real estate or healthcare, right, or food. Right, Tina? You know, they they established this organization because in 1969, of the hundreds of thousands of CPAs that existed, only 136 were black. And not only that, but they had little opportunity in getting jobs, and if they did have a job, it was minimal um, in terms of its, you know, of the, its responsibility. So they, they formed this organization so they would have a network of folks, you know, to share ideas with and just to share, you know, just what one right. another were going yeah. through. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it, it's now... Um, Let's see. It's large. We're it's our like quarter it. of a million. Pre- yeah, but it's now. Pre- it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah it's, a pre- it's a big organization. Yeah, so and, and 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 I will tell you, fifty years later, black black folks still CPAs only make up four percent. Yeah, it's. I mean, we got a lot. We got a lot. Not, of it's nothing to, to brag about. I mean, but a lot of still, work to do in every industry. We got a lot to do. But you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to jump. I'm going to yes. jump into this subject and story. Um, it's such a big story. 
1989, you were in New York. I was in New York. What were you doing in 1989? Do you remember? 1989, I was um, freshly married. I was still on, you know, two years married and um, living um, with my husband. And okay. Okay. Yeah. So here, yeah. let's paint the picture for the world. Um, in America, um, there is a film, and the film is actually on Netflix, and it's um, being aired around the world. And I, I think as of a few days ago, it's been the most watched film uh, in the history of Netflix. Oh, and, and I was so, working for CBS News. So I was working in news. So you, okay. I, I, let me tell you. <laughs> and and therefore, um, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very surreal story in America. There are so many stories that fall through the gap. And then there's some stories that's just so deplorable. Um, and there uh, were five young African-American gentlemen. Um, they were little boys, actually. They were 14, 15, yeah, 16. Um, I have to tell you where I was in, ni- in 1989. Um, I was there that night, actually. I was in Central Park that night. Mm-hmm. I lived on 110th Street. Um, I remember myself and Lizelle and our book club. We had... Uh, just started our little book club. And that's the we, entrance. That's the Harlem entrance. And I lived on 110th yeah. Street. And um, and I we would go into the park uh, right near the ice skating rink, which I lived on the penthouse floor on Central Park and could look into the park. And so it was an area that I always felt was very safe. But I knew there was a thing called wilding where teenagers would just literally, uh, two or three hundred teenagers would just rush the park do very foolish things, knock people over. Was it nice? Uh, there was never any murder or criminal that uh, that these children were charged for because they, they weren't behaving at that level of badness. They were being what in America we would call white folks being mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being the case. And, and I remember me and the, all the girls in the park and the kids were running around so crazy. We decided to walk out, out the park and go over and have some ribs and daiquiris um, at Dallas uh, BBQs. Mm. Um, the next morning, it was in front and center that there had been a rape in a park and a savage, savage style beating. And um, and over the next few days, they said that they had someone, uh, they had several people in custody. Do you remember that? I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And, and, well, you know, it's so funny because I remember Lizelle's sons. She had three sons. And she said the police are all over the place just just stopping black children and harassing them. And she told them to stay in the house because she also lived on 110th Street. And we saw the cops lining young kids up without their parents. I mean, as young as 12 and, and searching them and harassing them and doing what they normally do. Um, the, the mind, uh, the mindset as myself, as an African-American, and I was very young at 19, I was about 24, um, um, not too young to know it was uncomfortable to see the cops harass children, but I was also very pissed that so many kids were clowning that I was like, I was hoping they get stop these kids from running and wilding through the streets. Um, and I thought that's all I thought of it. That's all I thought. And and then there was this announcement that they had they had found five young African American um, boys that had raped a white woman um, on the opposite side of the park, actually near where I was having dinner, BBQ's area, um, and and people were very pleased, and that's that's as that's as much as it was said, right? I mean, yeah. there was this uproar, you know, and the, the Donald Trump and other leaders was like they need to get the death penalty and so on, et cetera. The girl couldn't hear, I, I couldn't remember, but I do remember when they did a DNA test. I think she had multiple DNA, mm-hmm. uh, uh, multi. She had had sex multiple times, maybe with a boyfriend and also with the rapist, Correct. but Correct. right. Correct. And so. Now, this, let's plant this story. Why are we sharing this story? Um, did you get an opportunity to see the movie? I have not. I've been traveling, and I have not had a chance to sit and, and, so, and watch it yet. And so Ava DuVernay and, and several other outstanding people has documented the movie to exactness. And, um, and now the truth has come out. And the, the bottom line is there's civil rights were abuse. They, um, what Americans 
and I'm going to say this, and I know white folks are listening, and I really, I have no malice against white people. I just wasn't raised to in my in my home. You know, I, I do know different cultural, uh, unique behaviors and nuances because I'm, I'm, I'm a real human being that pay attention. And I'm also a diversity expert and, 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 and grassroots. And you know what I mean, Tina, when I say general mm-hmm. market, we've worked in the ad world, specializing in consumer behaviors. They are unique behaviors. There's things like privilege. Right. Um, I don't know if white people ever go to sleep, and I'm sure they don't, because I've listened to enough of my white friends that say, Tanya, here's the deal. Racism's bad, but our privilege works for us. How about that? Mm-hmm. Racism's bad. And then I, I'll say something like, do you feel like a cheat? Do you feel like you wake up every day and someone else's neck had to, was stood on and choked so you can succeed? And that therefore you didn't have to arrive, you know, um, you were actually sort of stimulated and placed there. Mm -hmm. And and right. You hear what I'm saying? And then you were moved along. And and we can also talk about, you know, you throw in there all these celebrities and leaders and people that have been cheating in college. You know, I'm not impressed by what they are. uh, The police is doing and all this stuff because they've been cheating to get in college way before I was born. Absolutely. That was a, it's an absolute norm. To get out of high school, I went to a white high school. When I, when I went to Thorn Ridge, it was majority white. We were, we were, um, we were the minority um, every year. The Ku Klux Klan tried to kick our butts. Um, um, John Bill um, Carter had to come to our school. Um, they released um, armed guards to get us out of my school. I know what white folks can do. I am just completely blown away that with so many white people today, where are my good white folks? Like, like, can you, where's the human part? Like if you saw somebody kicking an old lady, you know, do you run across the street and say, hey, or snatching an old lady's purse? When you see people beating up black people because they're just black, is there any conscious, or even what's happening in Arizona? But 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 also black people beating up white people in in Williamsburg, which is heavily Hasidic Jews. There are black kids going around just beating on these Hasidic Jews. They're, all they're doing is just walking down the street but in here, their here's, neighborhood. Here's why you have to be careful to say things like that. And Dick Gregory taught me this. There there are isolated situations where. People have crossed the line and came after attack. We're talking about the broad pool of systemic racism that has actually held down over nearly 100 million people in this country and continue to do it. So we're not talking about a handful of NECA. See, those little kids, they don't shift. They don't have no power. You know, I'll never forget when Dick Gregory and Stevie Wonder, we were all together, and I'm not name dropping. And they explained to me, first, black people have to understand, they don't even understand what racism is. I think people are so confused by it. The reason why this is called racism is because it because your behavior has to have the power chair to control the race. And so those little boys in Williamsburg, they have no power chair. They're just some okay. boys acting a fool. So you got to be very okay, careful. Okay, so let's go back, but but let's but, go into the, to, to but, the but, system but, itself but, with, with these police officers who are under pressure from the powers that be to get an arrest and they and they and then they become lazy and they put their they they look for anything they can find and they make up something and they lie and they you I, know not, they create they they create something that was never there and next thing you know you got an arrest of innocent people i'm going to i'm not going to give them a cop out they get an excuse. That's a big, that's a big job. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what, that's a big job excuse. For one, let me say this. They're not behaving this way because they are tired. What we do know is when you watch the documentary on cops in America, a large portion of Ku Klux Klan joined and still manage the, the, the police department in America. When they shifted our civil rights, a lot of these Ku Klux Klan members said, okay, not a problem. We're going directly in. As a matter of fact, there are certain task force to try to manage how many Aryan Nation and Ku Klux Klan members that are a part of 
uh, the police force. As, there's um, a, a wonderful documentary on right now on Netflix about an African-American gentleman who goes around and go to these Klan meetings and convince them to turn over their jackets and transform their lives. And he was just showing Morgan Freeman some of the Klan outfits. And he said, by the way, they're from cops. But I say that because when I initially got out of high school, I'm going to be a cop. And then my sister has been affiliated and in the police force for over 20 years. And I, I don't know about you, Tina, but I have had to sue 12 white officers for racism and one, and it went to federal court and it was appalling. And from that, I took, had to take two years off my life and I did nothing but study and research and rest my brain and heal my soul and spirit from the humiliation um, from cops. And what I will never do is give a cop an excuse that because he's under pressure, it, it slings him to behave inhumane to other people. Doctors are under even more pressure and they, that behavior doesn't come. So I, I, you can do that. But surely I'm not going to do that. And there's too, and there's too, there's too many other. And it it just gets right down to you. You weren't under so much pressure. You didn't slap or put a gun to the kid's head, the white kid's head. And 20 minutes ago, you gave, you told him to go home before he get his butt in trouble. Mm -hmm. And 20 minutes later, you cock a gun to a a pregnant lady, a, mm-hmm. a baby, mm-hmm. you shoot out the window and shoot right. and kill a 13. So so we're going to go to break because this, this is passion. I, 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 I'm glad you brought that up because I was waiting to bring my piece up. And there's just so many documentaries that put the story on center stage where reform is needed in America. But I, I think what's happening in America is going to affect the whole world. On that note, we got 30 seconds to a break. So we're going to break. When we come back, we're going to go back to the Central Park Five because there's things that parents can learn. Parents and family members, you must learn in America how to protect yourself against race, uh, against, against, against the police and very difficult racist people. You know, when you go to the park, they pull out a gun on you. Uh, your kid is selling water on the corner and she's nine and they're calling the police. We have to learn how to protect ourselves and also understand our rights in the law because there's a lot of things we could have learned from this situation. On that note, Not Just Talk Radio, we'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change can be a scary thing. It's way too easy to stay inside your comfort zone. But the world is changing, and that's not going to stop. Without adapting yourself to the rest of life is just selling yourself short. Join Sandra Hill every week for Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. You gain insight with expert guests, experiences, and tools to help you navigate the change and perhaps even welcome it. Listen live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866- 
1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, hello. Serious show. Serious show. But something, you know, we're going to get to the inspiring part. And we want to get to that part about taking on the responsibility responsibility you were put here to, to be and do and be human. You know, I'm always, I'm always shook, um, um, Tina, when people love to be on social media and all the, you know, the, the, the bells and whistles for positive stories. And my question is always, when was the last time you did something um, empowering or supportive or kind to someone, mm-hmm. right? If you'll notice, if anyone noticed, and go to our Facebook page or go to my Facebook page, I don't post negative, derogatory stories of any kind, will not, um, and and, and never. Um, But we're all in this together, and I think that's the biggest picture. But back to the Central Park Five. Um, bottom line is you got to check out the movie on Netflix because it's just so heavy and, and it takes time to wrap your head and heart around it. You know, one kid was a trumpet player and just really trying to go play trumpet. These were really good kids, really, really good kids from loving, extraordinary families um, that America put in the bosom, manipulated the system. You're not supposed to choose the judge. They selected the bad cops to go and harass the children. They beat up the children. They didn't let the children have access to their parents. Um, the kids didn't even know each other. And they and, and they didn't even know each other's names. And mm-hmm. the cops actually, just the level of lie it's such an embarrassment. I'm sure, I mean, we will study this in American history 100 years from now. It, it, it really is. It, it really is a, a modern day. Um, it shows the level of weakness that when I look at the people that are empowered and making these moves, it really is. Intellectually, they're weak. Anytime you have to do this to make it look like you have a win. At one point during the trial, they said, well, you know, it's political. The fact that you have to abuse so many people and children, and then the, the, the experiences some of them went through, the repeated raping and, and beating up and stabbed and so on, et cetera. But here's the part I think we can learn from, Tina. If you are a parent and you have children of color in America, well, there's one thing to sit them down and say, of course, you know you don't talk back to the police. When the police stop you, you you respond, you be respectful, even if they call you out of your name and spit on you and do the things that we have known cops to do. Um, the police, we have to take it further. Mm-hmm. These, you know, we have to know, I'm, not, I'm just telling you, every black family and Latino family and Indian family and and family of color in America should have a civil rights attorney on hand. It should be on speed dial. I have three on my phone. Mm-hmm. I have three. Um, um, I think one of the families hired someone that was like a marriage attorney and so on, et cetera. We have to sit down. There are five laws you must know. You must know. I mean, I was recently stopped by a, a cop in the South, and he said, where are you going? As soon as he said that, I said, I want the supervisor. I went silent. They're not allowed to ask me where I'm going. Mm-hmm. The police are not allowed to ask you where you're going. Because if I told them where I was going and they'll be thinking, well, where did you come from? And if mm-hmm. some foolishness would have happened just up the block, they could have illegally charged me for something. So people, keep your mouth shut. Give me a name. You give me information. Immediately request the police. I mean, re- immediately request, don't quit request the police. Now let me correct that. Immediately request a lawyer. You shut your mouths and go quiet. That's the, uh, that's right now. That's the, that's the shortest distance from saying safe in America. Even when we have people on film in America and they have called the police on innocent people, the police still question the African-Americans to confirm if they actually had done something. And the white person sitting there ha- and, and, and now, as you know, um, here in America, it's there. 
uh, some cities and states is trying to pass a law that says if you're white and call the police on an African-American for something racial, you just racist, mm-hmm. then you can be you can be charged. Right. What, what's your thought about that? Um, I think it's like robocall. It's like it's about damn time, you know, um, because it happens every day. Just just living while black. You can't sit on a beach. You can't take a walk on the sidewalk. You can't sell lemonade on the corner or Girl Scout cookies. You know, you you can't go into the building that you live in without being questioned about whether or not you belong. Right. You, you know, have you ever wanted to be put in a situation where the world treats you with privilege? I've, 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 I, privilege means absolutely nothing to me. Absolutely me either. I, as a matter of fact, I'd be thinking, if you treat me as privilege, I never get to challenge my moral fiber, my, my highest level of excellence. If, I'm, if I have been cheated through the whole system, right? If I've cheated through the whole system, you know, you know what? You should have gotten it, honestly, on that grade and your... Uh, trigonometry, you should have gotten a C minus, Doug, but I want to give you a B plus. No, I don't want to do, I don't want anything that I have. <laughs> That's, what, <laughs> That's what I get. You know, I, 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 I hang out with a lot of college kids. Then I, and then I, because then I don't learn. Then you don't learn. You know? You know, you don't, I, hey, I'm not mad at China. Let me tell you why. Because prior to Ronald Reagan, America was like, China is poor. All they can do is be our manufacturer. China. Girl, and, China's butt ass crazy. And, 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 and here's where they're brilliant. And here's where the stupidity lies. America, Ronald Reagan positioned America to say, we're going to be the privilege of the planet. We don't have to be manufacturers. No. Let's send that out to the other little countries while we control the innovation and design. We don't, we don't need manufacturers. We're all going to college. We're going to be intellect, and all these countries are going to work for us. Well, you know what happens? Us. Of course, because if you are the person with the manufacturer, uh, with the manufact, with the manufacturer, then you're the person putting your hands on the product, and you're the one doing the work, touching it, and every day you are learning ways how to make it better. And so would America outsource all of their manufacturing companies because we're going to control the world through our innovative intellectual thinking? They actually outsourced our innovation. And then China have their own political rules. They're not a democracy. And they said, now, look, by the way, now we're going to put universities in our manufacturers. We now have enough money to educate our own people. Exactly. and, and we're going to fuel and invest right. in other other peak countries of col- color right. and, and control trade. And you go ahead and go ahead and put sanctions on us. Go ahead. We got the stuff. We'll put sanctions on you too. Thank and you now so. the world is suffering. Now the world or is certainly suffering. the United States. All over privilege, baby. Say what? Hey, this is called American History 101 yeah. through the eyes of black women. And y'all can make it complicated if you want and act like you don't know. But, no, but I, that's what went down. And the world is suffering. Right. And the world, yeah, and the world is suffering. And, and, and that's that privilege card again. That's that privilege card. But... Now let's talk about Arizona. We're, we're still talk about um, the five the five gentlemen, and um, I want to make sure I say their names uh, before the show. Um, Arizona, the show is our, our production team is there. Um, highest murder rate against people of color by the police. I don't I don't see enough people taken to the streets. It's just not going to happen. But hey, Tina, can I say this? Mm. I had an aha moment, and I, I listened, was listening to a lot of folks, and um, they said, well, black people, what are black people going to do to stop racism? I said, black people, ain't got, we don't have anything to do with it. It's the good white people that have to sit down with their right. bad white people and work this out. Right. That is the problem. Right. If you are a, listen, if y'all listening, if you are a good white person, you should be having a tea party at your house. Mm-hmm. You should be having a conversation with the people in your family that, that hate, with the friends you know that hate. You know, you could say you don't know. It's impossible. 
It's impossible to be a good white person and not stretch your arm body length to body length and turn in any direction and not know that there are racist people around you. That's affecting the entire planet. You know, we had April Ryan, who I adore. Ooh, and April Ryan is a White House court, White, White House um, um, correspondent for American Urban Radio, and she is also a political analyst for CNN. And we had her in a one-on-one conversation um, at the NABA convention over the weekend. And she told us about, and it was just heartbreaking, and you had a room with people full of tears, and how because she challenged the president of the United States, because she challenged, had the audacity to ask a question to the press secretary, whose job, or the ex-press secretary, whose job it was to take her question, they invaded her life. They went into every aspect of her life to try to bring her down, to try to oust her, to try to make her look like something other than what she was. And she admitted, she said, it just about broke me. It just about broke me down. She said the the horrible things that they would say about her, the lies that they would make up, um, you know, invading the privacy of her children. And just because how dare this little black woman question us, take what I give you. And if you don't like it, we're going to hurt you. And that's really what it came down to. And she said she had people like Valerie Jarrett and, um, Jay Johnson, who was the former um, home, Homeland Secretary, who would call her to give her encouragement and say, don't you give up. Don't you dare. But she said oh, yeah. for a long time, she said for a long time, you know, she's she's like suffered from PTSD and is and um, um, or PD, P, PTDS or whatever it is, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And um I mean, that's what what happens if you you stand up for yourself. So I'm in agreement. (laughs) It takes it. It's kind of like how the NAACP started back in the day. You know, there were those, you know, that that community of of white folks who said we are going to to be here to stand up. But Tina, give the acronym so because they don't know the acronym. Even I don't know the acronym. What's National the acronym? Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Okay. So for for those listeners, times we still use the word colored. Yeah. Um, it, it's the thing where actually, um, I, I'm sure there's the documentation when an innocent person is stopped by the police. And I've said this before. I'm not calling the police. Nope, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have the crime's just gonna have to go down with me. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe I believe, and from my own personal experience, the police are the most dangerous people on the on the earth, and I, I and I believe they behave often like terrorists. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, I I'd rather I'd rather risk. I feel safer with a with an actual criminal than I do the police. That's mm-hmm. just my that's my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else can do what they they want, but I do know this: when a cop stops you, pull out a gun, falsely accuse you, cuff you, book you, you there is post traumatic stress. Right. And to, if we can't even hand we can't even count how many African Americans have been thrown into manic depression. Not right. because of, not because of food, not because of a criminal breaking mm-hmm. in, because of a police officer. Police officer. Yeah. And I, I'm going to say it. I'm sure there's some good police, but I'm not feeling you. I'm not feeling you until you turn your bad cops in. There mm-hmm. is no way you are on a force that is a brotherhood of blue and you don't know who the bad cops are and shame on you also. And I have friends. I got plenty of friends that are cops. And I tell them the same thing. Don't even have the conversation with me until I see something. And people will tell you, when you whistleblow, then that's what they do. They fire you. They go into your taxes yes. and so on, et cetera. Yes, hey, yes. That's what they did with her. Yes, she talked Guess about- what? Yes. Guess what? The United States is suing Omarosa. 
I know. Yes. <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew that was you know, coming. It's it, it, it's 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 kind of a two. It's 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 a it's a mixed feelings there. Because <laughs> nobody likes her, you know. Nobody, not black or white. Um, uh, however, I howsoever, I howsoever, I I I I don't care what color you are. I believe in fairness. Fairness. And no, I no, read the I article and they I, said I, that I they too. have contacted her. They gave her seven to eight, seven, eight times. They said this is a procedure and everybody has to go through it. This is nothing new. This is nothing out of the ordinary. And she has just refused. And now it's come to this. So I don't know. That, that's not my lane. I don't I, I'm not privy. To that information, I didn't know you had to do exit financial interviews or put paperwork when you when you leap um, that that level of public service. But if it's true, shame on her. If it's not, they just you know she 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 opened up that can of worms. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough being. She been, I, she, I, I, I know, like she been laying thing. with with the dog with the fleas. But let me right. But let me just say this. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to break. When we come back, I want to just say this before we go to break. We have a minute. If I was a white person, I would hire black people because to be black, you have to and succeed. When mm-hmm. you see an African American, they didn't finish college and da 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 and doing what they doing and so on. They are like ten people in one. To pull that game off in a system. Full of racism and hate and privilege. You are a manifestation of almost perfect. I mean, the level of character, the swaying, all the conversations and stepping back and knowing when to be quiet and timing, what you have to do to move around racism. You got to be a fool if you're a white person and don't have as many people of color in your office Mm -hmm. because, because, as they said, the level of talent and endurance, right? right. And, endu- and endurance, it requires right. that you passively look by. When I walk into the Four Seasons for dinner, you're like, well, okay, well, there's a black. No. The fact that I can eat at the Four Seasons for right. dinner, now you should be looking at me like, would you come and run my corporation? Because mm-hmm. the game I know how to play to get where you are right next to you and you have privilege, you better recognize. Yeah. But but we see that in the numbers. We see, I mean, to tell you the truth, quiet as it's kept, we, we two years ago, we really outpaced more African-American of women have a college degree than white women pay based on the size of the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all these people of color entering the universities that are first, first times this just past year. Yeah. It, it is. And with all of this hate, and, 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 and then I say to myself, and you better hate because that's all you got. Yeah. And while you're hating, they're thriving. There's still so many people of color thriving because we are not going anywhere. Now, right? we're only multiplying. You know, we're baby's kids. We're baby kids. And let me yeah. tell you, the Latinos are going to We don't die. Sick. We multiply. Ah. Those who don't know. Ah. Ah. <laughs> right. Even one of the Central Park Five, I think he went back to college and became a lawyer. Yeah. Um, the two said that, you know, it's still just such an emotional. Certainly. It's just horrible. Because, well, some of them stayed in jail. As, one of them stayed in jail as long as 15 years. And so he has a different experience than the one that, you know, the other ones that stayed in jail for less time. But we're going to go to break in, in 30 uh, seconds. I want to talk about the Latino community because the level of abuse that's happening to them um, is it, just shameful. I saw the picture today of the, of the, of the father and daughter who drowned. It's just, it's I an, just, I can't. I mean, hatred is a weak. You have to be on on um, Morning Joe. She was in tears, and I was in tears. Hold that thought, because we're going to break. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Tina, and Tina's going to tell us about what she was just saying. How about that? (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. Not just talk. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? 
Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. Dr. Rebecca provides a safe, healing environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Are you ready to be fabulous? You know, science has proven that women thrive in a tribe together. And now we invite you to join two fierce females, otherwise known as Sheila and Sarah, as they help you take the journey from flat to fabulous. It's fun, terrific stories and wise insight every week. Take better control of your life. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time for Life from Flat to Fabulous on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Create happiness now. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio. You know, we're talking about the Central Park Five. That's a part of the conversation. You'll notice that I named this show The Abuse of Civil Rights. Uh, against African Americans in America, and 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 there's no sugarcoating it at this time. I think when you, uh, Tina, and listening audience, when you're at that line where the, the behaviors that exist that we have to open our door to every day is life or death, right? We just didn't think in 2019 that we could go to a restaurant and they, they call the cop on us, right, Tina? As you had mentioned Absolutely, earlier. Yes. Um, We never thought that children would be separated from their parents, and so many of them had been raped, the Latino children that had come here for safety and and so on, et cetera. And I don't see this happening to Russia children, children from Russia and other countries coming in. Um, And I I get it. They're more Latinos. They send them back. (laughs) Yeah, they just send them back. And they feed them some dinner. They're so bad. They send them back. (laughs) Here's some dinner, and we're going to help you pack your stuff. You're right. (laughs) Um, And um, this heightened level of hatred in America, and it won't go away. You know, we're going to come up on a political year. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a part of the agenda. Um, um, There's just so much happening. I, I just tell people... Brace yourself. Have your have your stuff in order, right, Tina? Absolutely. You know, don't uh, owe. Uh, you know, have your credit cards in order. Have your home in order. Have your relationships in order. We're we're gonna get a we're gonna get a, a strong wind to cut through cut cut through this planet. And it's not that you can stop it, but to be prepared and just just think a little bit more and slow things down and be more conscious about the going-ons around you. And I know of people of color, I, 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 you know, I just pray we all stay safe in a country so full of hate. Um, I and then my I, car, I always keep my car on full because I'm ready to go. Me too. Can I tell you that? I always keep my, my I, I car never is, gets below half full. I keep it, it on full. Can I t- girl, we old school. Y'all hear that? <laughs> All right, I said, folks, when they start going buck wild around this joint, I'm out of here. I have um, my parents. I have my parents. And I know and what she, route to take. At any <laughs> given point, you know, when people say, oh, I don't have anything. I said, please. I got six months of food in my pantry. Yep. Canned good and yep. so on, et cetera. And, and then uh, the old go to the back. And after six months, I give a couple of things away and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do have to have safe. Put cameras on your house. Stop it. Get the ring. Stop playing. Um, police come to your house. That's what saved me. What saved me is I had cameras on my home 
And and if I didn't have cameras in my home, I would have spent um, time in federal jail for a crime that I did not commit in a, uh, living a multi-million dollar life driving a Porsche. How about that? <laughs> With no previous crimes at all. I was going to jail, thank goodness, for a video, a $243 video camera. Have your cameras. Have your cameras. When the cops stop you, keep your cameras on. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, just keep the, car, the, the, keep the cameras on. Um, and then when you are stopped, just go ahead and ask for, ask for a lawyer. Mm-hmm. If you got to get a free one, just say, I need a lawyer. And shut your mouths. Stop talking. Right? Because um, the most innocent conversation turns into um, the nightmare. The nightmare. And on a daily basis, you have you're hearing stories because local organizations are saying, "Okay, 14 year old spent 16 years in jail for a crime he didn't commit." How many people of color that have been in prison for a crime they didn't commit? The reparations is due to. I mean, we would be broke. America would be broke. They couldn't afford it. I'm just saying, they just couldn't afford it. Yeah. But on, uh, hopefully, those things would would um, give you keep you safe. Uh, somewhat and um, you know don't have a tail light that's out don't don't use your blinkers you know we have the stories college educated children sh- killed because they were stopped by the cop because they didn't b- turn on their blinkers even though I know the police will say you didn't have your blinker on just make sure it's on right mm-hmm. right Tina right yeah just try to alleviate all the problems and then I would say try to find an organization if there's not one in your neighborhood Come together in your organization. Know your neighbors. Know, remember back in the day, I don't know, I mean, in history and even even um, Rosa Parks talks about it in her autobiographer and, and Maya Angelou, when the Ku Klux Klan would drive through, they would siren and tell all the folks, the Klan is here. They would hide the men in the pickle containers and, mm. and, and things like that. When the cops are going through these neighborhoods, Contact the good people and let them know. Get your kids. Everybody go in the house. The cops are out wilding. The cops are out wilding. Protect yourselves from the system as much as you can. Because then when it goes down, at least in the back of your head, you know you did as much as you could possibly do. As much as you can possibly do to stay safe. Now we're going to talk to her. um, We're almost finished. But, you know, this also goes for the the, the Latino community. I, my heart goes out to the um, Latino community. Um, the demise and what's happening uh, is deplorable. I don't know why we all are in the street. I don't know why we haven't taken to the street, why we aren't you know, putting on signs. We'll remember you when it's time to vote who's allowing this. Right. Um, but at this point, it really should be a movement. I don't know if people are so tired. Um I don't know. What Why aren't we I mean, more engaged? the people in this administration, in this current administration, who don't give a darn about a person with a skin color different than theirs, that they allow them to live like some downward, third word country who can't afford anything. And that's why they live the way they do. This is the United States of America. At one time, let's make America great again. No, this is this is not a great America. It's not. I'm gonna tell you, it's never. This is a country who sat that under this administration because of this administration has stopped caring about its citizens, about people, about just human beings who need a helping hand. Give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Uh-oh, there, is, quoting. There, is a, there is a message in that Statue of Liberty of who the United States are. And you have embarrassed us. Well, you I, have broken I, our hearts. And for these poor immigrants to suffer and squalor. And today they released the picture of the father and the little daughter who only wanted a better life, who drowned. And they're laying face down in the mud on the bank 
I I, I agree. I, I agree is, with you. Is well, it, it, you will rot in hell. <laughs> but here here's what my thoughts were. Tina, we had these problems before this administration. What this administration has done is pop is, is pop. It wasn't is made in humane. It was not in humane. People would do was was acting a fool. I mean, no, that level, this level of immigrant treatment is something I have. I mean, I know we treated the Asians. I know how our history, how they treated African-Americans. I know they took uh, Amer- uh, Asian citizens and 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 put them in camps, concentration camps during World War One. People that were born here were put in concentration. And so every time they get every time America has a tantrum, they abuse their people. But then they're supposed to be on the, 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 the center stage of the world as being the, the country with this proclamation of equality. But, I, you know, America will. Everybody has to reap what they're sow. And, and I, I, it's going to be interesting to see living in this country over the next, for the next two years what's going to be the outcome. But what I'll say is this. I don't expect leaders to change. Look at yourself in the mirror. Get up. White folks, get your butts up. Look in the mirror and try to find some sense of humanity and participate in in breaking this wall of hatred. You know who you are. And you know everybody. You know. uh, Even if I've heard you say, I'm not racist, but my uncle is. So what are you doing? Where is the intervention? When do you invite him over for Thanksgiving and sit his butt around the table? Yeah. Where where is the intervention? Yeah. It's a lot of blood on your hands, and there's no more excuses. And the world, the world sees it, and yes. so and that's why that's why Iran said you are a bunch of, of 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 you got mental illness, right? And we will not bow down to that. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I know this is a tough this is a tough conversation, and we've been it's emotional. If you it, it would be emotional. We're not angry black women, and we've no. hear that. We hear that. I have a contract now. And boy, let me tell you, I'm working with a particular client. These white boys are coming after me and I'm just cracking up going, look at it. Look at hate. I'm here to to to, to help you right. to better them. I have the qualifications and look at look at the hate. And quickly, if we say something that, oh, she's an angry black woman. Honey, we're not angry. If you knew any better, you would hire us, hire us all because we have so many skills. Your mind would your mind would turn and twist. Our qualifications uh, is not on an American sheet of paper. It can't be documented. Again, because to get to survive in America and to thrive in America as a person of color, you truly are a genius. And hats off to you. I love. We're gonna. We're, we're down to the minute. We send our love to the uh, to the Central Park Five and to all those others to the Latino community. Right. We, we're even gonna send love to, to the immigrant families. To the immigrant families. And hopefully, we, hopefully we, we sit in love to our white folks for y'all to have y'all emergency meetings and start dealing with racism and hate in America. Get off your butts. And um, I think I don't have anything else. To, I, have, I don't have anything else to share. We're down to the last 30. Oh, uh, is love. All we and need peace. is love. And peace. <laughs> don't forget right, some, of the, some of the things we talked about, too. Stay safe. Stay safe. Keep your cameras on. Um, network with your neighbors. Have conversations. Um, when the cops come, bum rushing your neighborhood yeah, to harass you. Get your be, be kind and get your kids in the house. Curfew them. Curfew those children. Get your butts in the house. If nobody told you they love you today, we do it. Not just talk radio. Mwah. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 